for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. I'm your host, Sean Green. The program today, of course, is being brought to you by LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, the leader in self-help legal documents. Make sure you enter referral code GREEN to get a discount at checkout. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, normally, our announcer, Logan, is here to do the announcing. That's usually how a job works. Uh, you know, It starts at a certain time, and that's when you when you show up for the job. I mean, a big part of announcing is showing up when the... When the fucking time to announce the opening credits starts, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that piss me off. I can handle this. Uh, I can steer this shit by myself. I don't need Logan or his uh, stupid attitude. All right, guys, we got a great program for you today. Um, got a great program. We have uh, mixed martial artist Zach Maslany calling in, and also personal friend. We also have comedian Nikki Glazer. Nikki, uh, you can see her on the Tonight Show, or you may have seen her on the Tonight Show. Last comic standing, very funny lady. She's going to be on the program. Um, what else? Oh, man, we got a shitload of clips. Stories to break down. First off, uh, biggest story right now, biggest thing going on in uh, the entertainment world is, of course, Bruno. I saw Bruno. Um, it was hilarious. The movie was out and out hilarious. Very funny, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Get it? <laughs> a little, little, uh, little fag humor there for you. No, and th- uh, this really pissed me off about the movie. All right, I understand some people, you know, it's too shocking. They don't think it's funny. Like, I understand that. But what I don't understand is Glad. <clears throat> Glad, the gay and lesbian alliance against defamation. This is um, coming off the AP. Gay and lesbian alliance against defamation said Friday that Bruno, the new film starring Sasha Barton Cohen, reinforces negative stereotypes and, quote, decreases the public's comfort with gay people. I could... Really? That that is a negative stereotype right there that that gay people are, you know, can't take a joke for Christ's sake. That is that is the negative stereotype that's happening right there. It's not the movie itself. The movie is funny. No one watches that film and thinks like, "Oh yeah, hey, that's that Bruno character. That's just like Jay at the office." Wow, man, I should hate him more. You know, the Matthew Shepard hate crimes, they weren't they weren't inspired by Bruno. No one looked at that and said like, "Oh my god, I really I really hate this man." Oh my! Or no one watched that film and thought, "Oh, yep, that's how gay guys are." No, no one thought that. And you coming out, you you said it was like when Kazakhstan, when Kazakhstan came out against the movie Borat. How how did they say when they said they put out um, the nation of Kazakhstan put out a full page ad in the New York Times saying, um. Borat, this uh, obviously a comedy film, is not an accurate depiction of our country. We don't actually drink goat urine. We don't actually make love to our cousins. 
Really? We, we, I think we knew that, Kazakhstan. I think we were aware of that. I think anyone who watches that film with two fucking brain cells in their head realizes that that is a joke. You, you don't make yourself better by coming out and saying, oh, yeah, wow, that really, we can't take a joke as an entire nation. I would respect Kazakhstan more if they, if they had some pride and were just like, yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly how Kazakhstan is. Then I, then I'd be intrigued. Then I'd be like, wow. Man, what an amazing... Wow, they have politicians with a sense of humor. Look at that. God, I, <laughs> It'd be like if a rapper came out against Ali G, the, the character. Do you realize it's a fictional portrayal? It's a, it's a goddamn joke, gay people. No one, no one associates, you know, your run-of-the-mill average gay guy. You know, I, I know gay guys. I realize they're not like Bruno. They're not, uh, you know... Jesus Christ, some of the antics that happened. You, you mean, really, they don't uh, pleasure themselves with some sort of uh, exercise machine with a giant pole attached to it. You mean that's, a, that's, that's not an accurate portrayal? You mean it's not, it's not like the documentary that I thought it was? Jesus Christ, gay people. Now, now, now where does GLAD get off? I love how um, you know organizations, the NAACP, the same way they can just get together and decide. Oh, hey, we speak for uh, every black guy. I want to start my own dude organization and just speak for every dude, every white, you know, average, um, you know, average age, average income guy, and just speak speak for them entirely. Where do you get off coming speaking for an entire you know minority group? Oh, uh, well, they, and it's worse. I mean, obviously Hollywood, they're going to, they're going to act like they, you know, give a shit about, um, these, these, uh, you know, advocacy groups, but the reality is it's all about money. And here it says universal pictures the distributor, Bruno saw Glad's input on the movie, which follows Bruno, a flamboyantly gay Austrian fashionista. Glad, however, said it shared a number of concerns with universal after or the picture was screened, and at least one of those concerns involves scenes still left in the movie. One such scene shows Bruno in a hot tub with his adopted infant son and two naked men involved in the sex act. Now, if that is not comedy, goddammit, I don't know what is. You're telling me that's not funny? Having a, having a baby involved in simulated sex acts in a hot tub? It's obviously photoshopped. Jesus Christ, can you give us no... Give us no credit. We have no ability to discern any sort of, um, any sort of, uh, you know, we can't, we can't figure out any situation. It's, it's insulting. It really is. Bruno was a funny movie, top to bottom. It was a great film. It was. Paul Abdul sitting on a Mexican. That is funny. He, she, you know, uh, Bruno got uh, a Mexican a day laborer. To uh, act like a um, chair and or no a bench rather, and Paul Abdul sat on him, and then proceeded to talk about her charity work. That's funny, all right. I it, that is actually a positive stereotype for gay people. Oh my God, gay people are so hilarious and creative. Wow, did you see what that gay guy Bruno did? Oh my man, maybe homosexuals aren't bad. If anything, that it's it's a positive portrayal of homosexuality. It's like wow, look at all this. Look at all this exciting adventures gay people have. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to give it a try, but you're not winning me over on it. But obviously, it's not going to affect my level of tolerance. You know, they're worried about people committing hate crimes. Trust me, people committing hate crimes, it's, it's not like they're going to be riled up uh, riled up by this film. If anything, it'll ease the tension like, oh, <laughs> oh, those crazy fruits. Look what they did next. 
But anyone who watches that movie knows it's fiction. It's a fictional portrayal. That's why they call it fiction. God damn it. Oh man. All right. Uh let's go. Let's go. Let's do a couple web gems. Web gems, uh, great clips off the internet. Uh this is um Busy Bone of uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh this is Busy Bone and the the clip on YouTube was just just said uh Busy Bone really high on a radio station. So I kind of took the best of a it was an 11 minute interview with just Busy Bone going off. So here you go. Busy Bone really high on the radio. Nobody baby nobody yeah. I haven't seen anybody bringing any money in H-Town. Oh, well, you already know how it is. When we look at money, we don't look at that paper. Render unto Caesars was Caesar. Render to God was God. Yeah? Yeah, 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 most definitely. It's a spiritual yeah. thing. It's a spiritual movement. Most of my people at the mall, they know what's going on. I love that shout-out. Most of my people at the mall know what's going on. I love how it wasn't going to include everyone at the mall. Just most of the people at the mall, they, they know what's going on. Most of my people over there at the Scottish Inns, they know what's going on. The Scottish Inns? Another another great shout out. What's going on? Most of my people over there at the hotel over there by my family. You already know what's going on. You know how we rolling. Ain't no time to be playing. That's what's up. One true God and representative. Please believe it. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How you doing? I'm sure that I'm sure Jesus Christ enjoyed that shout out. And then what's up with that very like sensual? How you doing? What are you trying? It's oh, and right after you're calling out Jesus Christ, followed up by How you doing? Man, what brings you down here, bro? What? <laughs> what a great interview question. What brings you down here, bruh? You know, man, I've just been moving, and, and you know what I'm saying, and I ain't got nowhere to live, really. You understand what I mean? So, you know, we looking for somewhere to live. We looking for something to eat when I was sleeping. The so now he's just promoting the fact that he has no place to live. If anyone ever gives me a problem about not liking rap music again, I'm just going to play this entire 11-minute interview for them. Bus station, everybody's laughing at me. You know what I'm saying? I had calluses up under my feet. Everybody was laughing at me, but I'm up in this motherfucker. Oh, my goodness, did I cuss? Excuse me. All right, he just cussed right there. Obviously, it's on a normal radio station where you're not allowed to cuss. Yeah, the station manager's here, Greg. My bad. <laughs> That's my favorite part. The station manager is here, Greg. <laughs> I just picture some nerdy white guy just staring at Busy Bone, just like, what the hell did I get myself into? The station manager that I love him. Oh, my goodness, there go the phone. Man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I ain't even going to take it no further. Pardon me. Pardon me. No, that's all right, man. Okay. okay. Now, sound, from uh, the sounds of things, sounds like you're not just homeless. Maybe you're a nomad. Well, you know, some people would, was, you know what I'm saying, and that's a good word, nomad. I ain't mad. You know what I mean? We just handling it. We doing what we need to do, man, and we living and we praising God every step of the way, and some people may say that that gospel thing and what they really want to see and some people may say that they ain't really what they trying to be on but trust and believe and when you're talking about the creator you ain't talking about that you know what i mean you're talking about some realness you understand what i mean and that oh it's so real yeah. oh my goodness praise god <laughs> praise god if church was this interesting i would go every week i i i shit you not you get busy bone up at the pulpit i would listen to it because he's just spewing he's like diarrhea of the mouth but jesus christ uh shout out to the hotel tomorrow yeah. That's the really creepiest part when he gets that like deeps, like uh, you know, Barry what Praise God. Praise God. Yes. You're going in the way of the gospel. Oh well you already know. You know, from you know, you got Heaven's movie, you got the gift, you got the praise the Alpha and Omega, you got the praise the beginning and the ending. You already know the little science behind stuff that's been going on already. It's been set up the way it's supposed to The Church of Busy Bone here Man. tonight at KPSC. 
Is that it? Is there another? Is there a church of Busy Bone? Is that coming? Hey man, you already know what church is. Now we walking yep. in our church. These are. Yep. I'm I'm signing up for the Church of Busy Bone. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what. Tabernacles. You walking in your church. You speaking in your church. That's how we do it. We praise. We worship. We go from within. The Jews and the liniments and the diamonds and the rubies and the sapphire. Is his Busy Bone Jewish? I would just, I would love to see. I would love if Busy Bone was Jewish. Eyes and the pearls they come from within. You understand what I'm saying? I already know you know what it is. You feel me? Huh? Holla, 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 holla. Ain't learned it for nothing. What you think I ain't gonna say nothing? But I'm supposed to come up in here and saturate it and not say nothing? What I'm supposed to not do nothing? What I'm supposed to not say it? I'ma say it. I'ma be Say it, Busy. Say it, Busy. That's the way we get down. To the death. That's what we need. <laughs> How's this guy that interviewed him? His energy level's not changed at all. Busy Bones on, you know, sounds coked out of his mind, and then the other guy's just uncoding or something. He's just, that's what we need. He, he almost sounds like check. Yo, Busy, are you in the church of Busy? You gotta say it. Praise God! Yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Praise God! Yes! Oh, my God. Busy Bone, baby. All right, and Busy Bone... Um, I'm not going to subject you guys to the whole 11 minute clip. I think we got the idea, but Busy Bone, he made it into my, uh, I'm starting to collect some sound effects here. So this, uh, came off a part that you didn't hear. So you drink a lot, you black out, holla. You drink a lot, you black out, holla. You drink a lot, you black out, holla. I'm ready to sell ringtones with that. I got to be honest. I'm ready to sell ringtones with that. Oh man. What an amazing show we got. All right. Uh, another web gem. We'll get, uh, get this taken care of here. We got, uh, this I found, um, a little while ago, but it's it's just perfect. It's just perfect. And uh, my buddy Zach um, is calling in from high school. There's a shout out to uh, high school class here, so we'll use this to tie it in. Uh, all right, here you go. This is off. Um, who wants to be a fifth grader? If you made it to a million bucks, yes, hypothetically, what what would you do with it if you had a million bucks? Well, for starters, I would have to take my beautiful wife on a shopping spree. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Wow, what a what a generous guy. He's a million dollars he's gonna take the wife out to buy a handbag. A bit and, and uh, buy that Lamborghini I've always wanted and Yeah, do something for you too. Yeah, yeah, you earned it, man. Give it a nice custom camouflage paint job, <laughs> maybe put class of ninety four on there. <laughs> camouflage Lamborghini. That's not even might be a redneck. You are a redneck. If you made it Class of 94, man. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. All right, we got a phone call here. I'm going to pick this up. All right, welcome, uh, caller. You're on the green room. Hey, what's going on? Is this uh, Zach Maslany? This is him, brother. All right, Zach, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. How's uh, how's life treating you? Uh, It's doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Yo, what's... Busy, you really think Busy Bone was high, dude? I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just high on the uh, the spirit of the Lord. Oh, man. He sounded like he was trying to know the devil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, hold on. Real quick. I'll, I, 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 I got to play this uh, sound effect again. You drink a lot, you black out. Holla. <laughs> you drink a lot, you black out. Holla. Speaking of drinking a lot, Zach, I am uh, I'm planning your bachelor party. Zach is uh, getting married, and uh, I'll be flying back in a couple weeks to get... Um, you know, to uh, execute this bachelor party, Zach. What do what do we have in store? What's going on for the bachelor party? Let people know. Oh, oh, dude, it's gonna be a great weekend. All I do is get text messages all day at work from like pretty <laughs> much everybody who's going, just nonstop talking about it. Just pretty much talking about the same shit nonstop, just over and over the same old thing. 
and it's really not even that much, but it's just so much fun. Uh, pretty much just drinking all Friday. We're going up Friday morning. Yeah, we're going up to the Poconos for a weekend, and the plan is... All right, yeah, take them through it, because we're going to rent the cabin for the weekend up in the Poconos, middle of nowhere. Right, we're, we're getting like probably like three, four kegs at least, probably a little bit more, a couple of cases of booze. We're getting a whole bunch of pretty much everything else, liquor. You, know, you drink a lot, you black out, holla. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I know we're going to be blacking out, obviously, but uh, like that bone. Friday we're going to hang out, pretty much drink all day nonstop, do nothing but drink, and throw quates, probably beer pong, fist fight, you know. That's how we do it. Yeah, I love how we're we're scheduling time for fist fighting because Friday night we're not going to strip club. The plan is just to get 20 dudes in a cabin, get them liquored up, and just, you know, (laughs) I guess stuff will work out. Yeah, pretty much telling old stories. I mean, I know know something's going to go down. I mean, a couple (laughs) of our buddies really uh, rattle each other's chain a little bit, if you may. So uh, I'm sure these guys are going to be getting it in big time. And the biggest thing is, I think, since we really, really have nothing to do, so we're just, someone's probably going to get hurt. I'm, not, I'm apologizing in advance for someone's child or whatever. Someone's going to get injured. Chris, our, buddy, uh, our buddy Chris was calling me up saying he thought Friday night would be a little gay and that, you know, he thought it was a bad idea and he wanted to do something else Friday. And I'm like, Chris, you know, come on, relax. We can, we can just hang out and drink, hopefully not smash anything. That's- yeah, that's the thing. That's why I think the dynamic's going to be great because people are going to just be roaming around the wooded area. <laughs> I, I'm sure we're probably going to like. It's really not. Car on fire. It's not. It's not really a great formula. It's, we're bringing up everyone for a bachelor party. We're not going to see any women for like 36 hours, and it's just going to be booze. And there's a fire pit at the cabin. I don't know. I, I got to oh, be yeah. honest. As the best man, I'm not optimistic that everything is in my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, actually, I was talking to your brother today at work and. And and I was telling him, I was like, dude, guarantee you this. You watch. Friday night, you know, there'll be a little bit of talk about a strip club. Saturday night, I said, some of these guys, I mean, I have no problem, obviously. We're going to get there eventually, you know what I mean? But I know some of these guys are going to be like, dude, when's the bus coming? At like <laughs> 11 o'clock the next day, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, dude, let's just chill out, bro. You know what I mean? We got all day. Let's hang out. You know, right. we're going to do the You only get married Saturday. one sack. We don't, we don't need to rush through everything. Yeah, let's calm down. Let's not rush it, dude. It'll get there. You know, I said around 1 o'clock, people will be asking, yo, when's the bus coming? <laughs> and around by like 7.30, 8 o'clock, it's going to be a full-out war from a couple of guys. I'm not going to name their names, but I know who they are, and they know who they are. They're going to be like, dude, call the bus. You know what I mean? I know they're going to be putting pressure on you probably. You call. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, we'll get there. I was talking to my buddy John. He just got like a whole load of cigars, so, you know. It's going to be a packed house. Um, have you ever been to uh, the strip club we're going to, Grandview, Zach? No, no, no. I've never been there, but uh, I actually talked to a uh, you know Tim's uh, older brother today, and he was uh, giving me some pointers on it. So he's like, "Dude, you just wheel a keg in, connect it to uh, um, a hand truck." He's like, "You just bungee cord it and just walk it right in." He's well, like, right. That's that's what's so bizarre about these liquor laws. They say, "Okay, if you're going to get full nude at these strip clubs, you can't." You can't sell booze. You can't sell liquor. But, uh, yeah, feel free to bring in your own. Like, is that is that going to deter people from getting less drunk, the fact that you can wheel in your own goddamn keg? If anything, no, the, if anything, the insane drink prices, that's one thing that, that keeps people in line. Like, oh, my God, what do I get, yeah. a lap dance or a $15 rum and Coke? But, no. They, yeah, they- <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly, you're exactly right. Because if not, dude, then instead of, like, guy maybe going out there drinking five drinks, now you got a guy wheeling a whole keg in. 
You know, we're taking a keg. I'm sure we're going to take liquor bottles in there. You know? Yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, it's like, it's a, you do that in California? No, California is way stricter. Um, but it's it's a hilarious setup because there's the strip club area in one area, and then there's a um, there's a, like the separate drinking room in the other area where like that's where you have to store your liquor, and then you know you can fill it up in cups and bring it in. Um, but yeah, I remember last time a couple of my buddies they just ended up getting really fucked up and then going into the liquor room and just doing shots with other guys, challenging other guys to shots, then going back <laughs> in going back into the strip club or the strip club area, you never really leave the club and just hammered out of their minds. I remember our one buddy, um, you know, uh, Bill, he, he, he always likes to harass us service people, including the strippers. He was at, you know, giving them, I remember a couple of his lines. He would like give them, uh, a dollar and ask for change. Uh, you know, they would just scowl at him or the, his other move was, um, <laughs> the chick's completely naked. Bill has an unlit cigarette in his mouth and he goes, you got a light in there? He's <laughs> just like looking at her birth canal, asking if she has a lighter. My favorite part, though, was Bill lit a cigarette. He was smoking the cigarette. He was so hammered out of his mind. He chucks the lit cigarette up on the stage, and it lands right <laughs> right in like the center middle of the stage. There was just a burning cigarette there. And I remember I was the designated driver for that trip. Um uh, so I'm just sitting there looking at this lit cigarette sitting on the stage. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go up on the stage and grab this cigarette. Oh, and I, you know, I kind of like half go over the stage, re- reach out really far, grab the cigarette. And then uh, what else happened? Oh, Bill, a- as we exit the place, Bill starts whipping shot glasses into the woods. And, and then I'm the guy who has to like corral everyone. Come on, guys, let's get in the car. Fuck you, man. We're staying. We're living here. <laughs> yeah, dude, and that, that's what probably the uh – most interesting thing about the bachelor party is uh there's probably that one guy that you were just playing that guy ain't gonna be there there's gonna be 30 dudes on a limo bus with nothing to lose that's <laughs> i know why i think nobody's coming back you know there, i might have to that's why i wanted to apologize because there might be a couple of guys going downtown or something that's oh also kevin wicks did also bring up a uh, good idea is to have a backup place yeah you know, in case we get launched from the first place because true said last time they took the limo bus up there with a bunch of dudes they got tossed so, Zach, you remember I mean, um, you remember the last bachelor party we went to? Oh yeah, that's right. That place sucked though. Yeah, we went to this one, and um, it was weird. I got Zach's like, "Hey, I'm going to a bachelor party. It's um, you know his fiance's uh, who was it? Like your fiance's friend or something?" And I was just yeah, like, sure. "Yeah, yeah, I'll go to a bachelor party." Um, you know, we show up at the strip club. It turns out we know we know a guy from high school who's bouncing there. This uh, this gigantic guy Kramer. He's sitting there with um, two Gatorade bottles. One filled with Gatorade. The other is a 32 ounce uh, container of Gatorade with a solid 16 ounces of it filled with a uh, tobacco spit juice. Like he's just sitting there, just chaw, just throwing plug after plug of chaw in there. We show up. He's like green. Oh man, my dream finally came true. Got the job I want. Yeah, strip club bouncer. He he was so happy. Another, another, another great quote from him there too. He's like, We're, "You're like, dude, hang back, man. Maybe he'll let us in for free, you know, because it covers like twenty bucks." I'm like, "All right, all right," because I was like ready to pay and stuff like an idiot. And we're like standing back, and he's like, "All right, you two guys, Green, you and Maslany, can go in for free. All these other pussies gotta pay." And they were like. 20 other dudes with us standing right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's looking at him like, what the hell? He's the type of guy that can call people pussies and no one no one blinks at it. They're just like, yeah, I, I guess we're pussies. I'm not yeah. going to say anything. I mean, his, his, yeah, job, I guess. 
His job before yeah, his his job before strip club bouncer was um, prison guard, but he got kicked out of the prison guard union for like being too aggressive or something. I don't I don't know what exactly happened, but he claimed it was politics. But really, I mean, I can't imagine what do you have to do to these godforsaken prisoners that they no longer welcome you as a prison guard? Oh, dude, he gets booted from honestly though he gets booted from everything because I know <laughs> Bill also told me he got thrown out of all the gyms in the local area here. In Bethlehem, because uh, for like slamming weights and stuff, and yeah. Bill's like, "Why do you get kicked out? Fucking up weights." He's like, "Dude, why are you doing that?" He's like, "I don't know what they're talking about." He's like, "You can't break steel." <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, in his defense, the way the weights are asking for it, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. They're just looking to get picked up and thrown down hard on the ground, like in front of some like forty-year-old guy who's like just trying to do his laps or something. You know? Yeah. Well, I was thinking of back, um, you know, we're going to be partying with a lot of guys in high school. I remember uh, one time we had an epic party at my house. Um, you remember that, right, Zach? Oh, yeah, that that goes down in history, dude. Your, bro- your brother still asks me all the time, like, dude, what actually happened, man? Because he was like a younger guy at that. He's like, all I remember is we came home and, like, my dad opened the door and he was like, what the hell is that smell? Yeah, I still remember my dad just opened the door and he, yeah, it was just like he took like a big sniff and just goes, "What the fuck happened in here?" And I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Um, first off, we got a keg, and uh, I still remember the drive over. We first off, we had to convince this older guy named Taz, who was like twenty one, and we thought he was really cool. But at the time, he was a twenty one year old dude just hanging out with sixteen year olds because he didn't have his license. So he, uh, we drive him out to this liquor store in like Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. The entire time we're driving there, he's, we're just like Taz, you're gonna get us a keg, man. You're gonna get us a keg. He's like, no keg, man. Strictly cases. Strictly cases. He's like all hung over from the night before. <laughs> Taz is all screwed up. That's because also we had to we prepped him up the night before because we had to come pick you up from where you're vacationing with your parents down at the beach just to bring you back for the party. So, once we talked to him, we're like, dude, gotta get us a keg, man. No, bro, no, <laughs> just case. He's like all laid back, still drunk from the night before. And then the best thing of all, I think, of the party is what really what really made it for me and made that smell bad was when you were asked, the guys had to have known, we're not 21, like four 16-year-olds, and it like happened to bag like 30-some-year-olds. And then we're just in the bat, like in the car, like as we're loading up the keg. And the guy's like, "Do you want to buy the two dollar uh, tub for the keg? You know, how the keg goes in the tub. You want to buy the two dollar tub? You're just like, nah, I got a trash can. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> too cheap to spring for the tub rental. I was like, nah, I got it, I got it. And then we get the we get the keg back, and I don't I don't bother to check the bottom of the trash can because you know after days and days of dragging the trash can out that. Holes had worn out through the bottom of the trash can, so there there was holes in the trash can. Didn't think about it. We put the keg in my basement. It's a finished basement with like shag carpeting, this awful like bright uh, burnt orange uh, '70s shag carpeting. And I still remember, oh. I still remember like first going over there. I'm like, oh wow, what? That's weird. Someone did someone spill a beer? And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I came back and the entire <laughs> entire. Uh, basement area like a good 20 square feet is just flooded and it's not only flooded with like the melted ice but then the melted ice is like mixing with the the leftover trash residue and it it, be, it started creating this like swampy effect and i remember people like stopping <laughs> stopping in the shag carpeting and i just remember like sitting back getting drunk like wow 
I'm gonna. I am in deep shit. <laughs> yeah, pe- people are like pouring the foam, like you know, how the beer comes out of the keg, like foam. Like at first, they were dumping it back into the you know the ice area because they didn't want to dump it back on a keg. So all that beer was just floating down, and then you got no windows down there. People are just smoking cigarettes and like shit nonstop, and you know the whole place just reeks of smoke, dude. We had like a whole fan system set up the next day, and it still didn't work. <laughs> oh yeah, the the best part was I had to borrow uh. I I tried to save it. I tried to I tried to repair what I could. I borrowed uh, Zach's shop vac. You remember that? I, I had to borrow your dad's shop vac. Yeah, dude. My dad. <laughs> yeah, my dad. Uh, I was talking about him earlier. Yeah, that when he still has a shop vac too, because like all his stuff is like all his tools, anyways, are like mint condition. Like he he must. I don't know if he uses them or not, but he's always like, "Don't wreck my tools." I'm like, all right, we're not. Okay, no. Some guy borrows some random guy. Like, I mean, he knew. Obviously, he knew you, but like, he's the whole time thinking, "All right, we're getting away with this." He keeps the shop back for days. Then, was, then your dad didn't want to give it up when I yeah, that was a big thing. It. I was like, uh, "Dad, I gotta return this shop back to Zach's daddy." I could just see my dad had already kind of got his dad sent on the shop back. Like, oh no, you really got to return that, Zach? Your dad doesn't need that. And I remember Zach like, "Yeah." yeah but, he's like, Dude, he's like standing there all nervous, like like with his hand like on his head, like, oh man, like when I came to pick it up, like usually when I come over to your house, like, you know, parents are around but they're not really bothering us. Time I come over, he's like, Oh hey, you know, I'll I'll open the door, like I'm down, I'm like, Oh no, I gotta get this back. He's like, sure your dad needs that? I'm like, yeah. I think he wants it back. He's totally pissed because he went to go use it for something, like when my basement flooded. And he's like, What the hell? He's like, Where's my shop back? Like everything is like in the exact order that it should be. I'm like, Oh no. He's like, you got my shop back. I'm like, yeah, I took it over to this guy's house to use it. He's like, for what? No, he always, he can never figure out, like, he's like, man, I just don't understand. I just don't understand what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can't figure out a reason why we had that shop back over. It's like, I had it somewhere. He probably thought it was like. Just racking his brain thinking what we're, what we're into. Well, uh, yeah, he's probably like, I'm drinking beer out of it or something. Who knows? T- turn it into some sort of bong. All right, well, Zach, yeah. thanks for calling in, man. Uh, look forward to hanging out with you at the bachelor party, man. Good times. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks for planning it. And everybody who's going to be there, it's going to be fucking awesome. Everybody else who's not coming, you people know you are. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. That's it. Be there, bro. All right, man. All right. Later, dude. All right. That's right. I'm uh, here today talking about LegalZoom.com. That's right. I'm talking about LegalZoom.com. Hey, you guys uh, playing some football music. Unfortunately, there was a tragedy off the field. I don't know if you guys heard about it. Steve McNair. Tragic. He died. You know what the biggest part of the tragedy was? He died with no will. That's right. Who knows where his assets are going to go? He doesn't have a will. He could have had multiple side bitches that he wanted, you know, his assets to go to. We don't know because he didn't have a will. He didn't protect himself. And he could have. That's what gets me mad. He could have protected himself. For pennies on the dollar. He, you know, he's a wealthy man, but you don't have to be wealthy to protect yourself. No. You don't have to be wealthy at all. You just have to go to LegalZoom.com. A corporation just costs $139 plus the state fees. A copyright costs just $104 plus the government fee. A trademark costs just $169 plus the government fee. That's amazing. That's amazing. July is Independence Month at LegalZoom, and they want you to get independent. They want you to break free of the shackles of corporate America and start your own business. 
That's what America's about, guys. That's what America's about. LegalZoom.com, it's not a law firm. No, because law firms are expensive. No, they provide self-help services in your specific direction. You're looking to save up to 85% over a lawyer. That's amazing. And if that wasn't amazing enough, you enter my name in the referral code and you get an extra discount. That's right. Just enter green in the referral code at LegalZoom.com and you'll be set up. All right. I'm back from the uh, commercial. I like to say back. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm really. It's obviously I'm not really going anywhere. Um, you know, just hanging out here. Oh, man. Uh, what else is going on? I'll tell you what. This uh, this story came across, or I came across this story, rather. It's one of those things, like, I hope there's a place in hell for people like this. I really do. Uh, Pensacola, Florida. Um, Melanie and, and Bird Billings, known for adopting children. They're known for adopting special children, or children with special needs. They were shot to death a week ago. An extensive surveillance system captured footage of masked men some dressed as ninjas slipping into front and back doors of the home. That basically what happened was these guys dressed up as ninjas broke into their house and killed these people. What, what the fuck is going on in this country? That these are people we need more of. People that are wealthy that just decide to adopt special needs children. Oh my god. They they adopted they had 16 kids, 13 of which were retarded. And you, you you kill these people? You didn't even need to. I have so many problems with this story. They dressed up as ninjas. I love how they say, some dressed as ninjas. I would just love to see that argument at, you know, as they were planning it. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not wearing the ninja garb. I don't care what you say. I'm not wearing the ninja garb. Like, one guy's defiant. The reason they got caught, the reason that these so-called ninjas got caught, which, if you're going to do a ninja theme, come on, everyone get in on it together. The reason they got caught was because the accomplice assigned to turn off the surveillance camera before the break-in didn't show up. I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe it was Logan. <laughs> the announcer, Logan, who uh, didn't show up here. No, obviously he, was, uh, obviously he was not involved, but what kind of shitty planning that, all right, you're not going to commit on the ninja theme. Then you have the unfortunate luck of the guy. I mean, that's the most important job. You don't need eight people to kill two elderly people at gunpoint. The one guy in charge of the surveillance camera doesn't show up. I just I love how that's how they got fucked over. Or they didn't get fucked over. I mean, that's how they got caught. Oh, man. this is. <laughs> and if you're going to dress up as a ninja, have the decency to kill them in a ninja-like fashion. All right, don't just, don't just, uh, you know, shoot them, shoot them cold-blooded and, you know, use a goddamn sword. If you're going to murder someone with cold, in cold blood, in a ninja costume, you're just going to walk in with a handgun? What is original about that? What is interesting about that? Nothing. And what? For a safe? They sold a safe. That's what they, that's what they're able to take out of it. Was a safe. Wow, mission accomplished, guys. Eight people to take a safe, and they couldn't even cut out the surveillance system. The cra- another crazy part of the story: there was a father and son team. There was a 16-year-old and his 38-year-old dad. My God, talk about horrible, horrible family members. That kid had no chance. There's no way. 
There's no way in hell you're going to have a chance when your dad's, hey, uh, this is uh, take your son to work day. Yeah, yeah, come on. You want to you wanna come along in the family business of uh, dressing up like a ninja and murdering people in cold blood? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a long, long story tradition I've had. Uh... <laughs> like, really? Really, that's, uh, that's what it's going to take? Jesus Christ. Jesus freaking Christ. That, God, people, man. Great take, people. Feel free to give me a call, 323-203-0815. Uh, what else is going on in the news? The Dante Stallworth case. I've been following this case. Dante Stallworth, if you don't know, he was a uh, NFL player who, also in Florida, Florida really is a shit state. In Florida, he's uh, allegedly high and drunk, driving around Miami, streets of Miami, at 7 o'clock in the morning, which means he was out all night. He ends up hitting a, um, you know, 55-year-old Latin guy, kills him on the spot. You think, oh, my God, his career is over. You know, you saw what they did to Michael Vick. This guy is done. They're going to throw the book at him. No, not really. No, not really. He, because of a loophole in the Florida laws, they have this, they have this law basically saying that if the pedestrian was at fault, it's not manslaughter. Because what happens is, you know, all these drunk kids go down there for spring break. They, you know, get real fucked up, jump in front of a car. You know, you hit them. They don't want you to face manslaughter charges. But this guy, all he was doing to be in the wrong was just crossing illegally. Crossing illegally, Dante Stallworth hits him. He gets sentenced to 30 days for killing this guy. And obviously he has to pay some money, but still, 30 days. Out of the 30 days, he only serves 24. Only 24 days for killing a person. Meanwhile, Michael Vick. Michael Vick who killed dogs. But, he, you know, at least the dogs had a chance. They had a chance to win. If they were winners, they could have done it. These dogs who had a chance to win. Or at least some sort of chance to life. And they're dogs. Let's not, let's not forget that, people. When we're vi- uh, villainizing uh, Michael Vick, let's realize that these, it's a fucking dog, man. It's a dog. You know, he serves 18 months in jail. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Dante Stallworth serves 24 days. And the, the, the craziest part is Dante Stallworth isn't even good. Dante Stallworth was a third receiver at best. At best. He is not good. If we're going to start making exception for professional athletes, let's at least, let's at least set the bar up all pro. You know, pro bowl level. Joe Montana, he wants to kick babies, do whatever he wants. I don't care. Well, actually, obviously I do care, but if we're going to make exceptions for great athletes, let's have them be great. I don't think that's too much to ask. Michael Vick is good, or at least he was good. He was a talented athlete. It was much better than your Dante Stallworth. I don't like I don't like making exceptions, but if you are, at least have him qualify for the exception by being insanely good. Jesus Christ. I'm angry. I'm angry, as you can tell. As you can tell, I'm fired up. All right, we got another uh, web gem here. I'll, I'll uh, play this clip. It's a uh, producer freaking out. You can kind of hear the the anchor talking, and then the producer freaking out uh, behind him. Amazing close call for a group of children caught in the twister's path. 130 kids were inside their daycare center in the town of Windsor when the tornado hit. NBC's Leanne Gregg is there with more. How are those kids doing, Leanne? All right, cut to. Cut to, God damn it, get that dumb bitch. 
<laughs> I love how. He, oh man, this is so great because now, now obviously these anchor people have have heard this, and so they know that the producer thinks they're a dumb bitch. So every day at work, there's just going to be this awkward eye contact, like, "Oh, hey, I'm the dumb bitch, am I? Huh? I'm the dumb bitch, huh? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm the dumb bitch, huh, boss?" I also love that as a curse word. Fucking A. It's so, I don't know, a fucking A, like, obviously you're not trying to censor yourself by saying, like, fucking asshole, but fucking A, I do like that. It gives a little more, uh, a little more anger to it. Appreciate that. So we'll okay, don't that, this uh, way. Don't fix not, the little right, audio everybody. glitch there, but I'm I can tell you, we saw this coming into us yesterday. Rooms ripped off, ripped off. We saw uh, devastated. Um, I love how he's just telling them to not look. Obviously, they can't hear you. Uh, you know, they're not reacting at all to your camera directions. Buildings throughout the town of Windsor. We know here was the video that we saw live right, yesterday. Little kids um, being like carried this. out. Now I, I, I hear that so we've had our audio problems fixed with sure? Leanne Gregg. I was just right, talking about the, the daycare out there with those children, Leanne. Are they all okay? Oh, my God. How awesome was that? I don't know what it is. Just uh, people getting unintentionally angry or not even unintentionally angry. Obviously, the guy was intentionally angry, but just people being getting angry and not being able to control it is exciting. Oh, man. So, uh, well, let's see. It's it's summertime, right? Summertime. I've uh, gone to a couple concerts this year. I've seen The Grateful Dead uh, a few times. Really enjoyed it. And I started thinking back of like other concerts I've been to because I'm planning on going to a Dave Matthews concert uh, coming up here in a couple months. And I was thinking of some epic Dave Matthews concerts I went to, one of which was at Giant Stadium, which uh, it was a great place to see a concert. You know, halfway through it started raining. Still, He still played through the entire show. It was really a, an epic concert um, by all means. A really epic even for us out in the parking lot because we were, here, we were there, you know, high school getting drunk, drinking wine coolers, tequiza. There, that was, I think, during my Mike's Hard, Le- uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade phase where I would just drink uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade before I, uh, you know, I don't know, before I grew up here and decided drinking beer and whiskey. But, yeah, it was, you know, you're out there hanging out. You know, you show up like seven hours before the concert. It's there. You know, I got my hemp necklace on, got the, got the Dave Matthews tie-dye shirt. Because, yeah, I, I, I wear the shirt to the concert. I don't care. I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Play by my own rules. They're hanging out, having a great time. My uh, my one buddy, Craig, he reaches into an open trunk to grab a beer. Or he's like rummaging around the back of the trunk looking for something. Uh, looking for something. And as he does that, my other friend, Brandon, comes up, grabs a beer out of the cooler. And uh, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he was wasted. Without, without missing a step, slams the trunk... <laughs> Slams the trunk on Craig's head. And I, I just... <laughs> oh, my God. He slammed the corner of the trunk right on Craig's head. Craig's head just busts open like a ripe watermelon. Just blood gushing down the back of his head, back of his neck. It was really a, quite the sight to see. And Brandon, he didn't know what to do at all. Just saw that intense amount of blood. Just, like, grabbed his face. Just kept apologizing and apologizing. And we're... You know, we're like a bunch of 17-year-olds all fucked up. We have no idea what to do. Uh, so we just decide, you know, I, it was just like, hey, what do you do? What do you do? 
Craig obviously was freaking out, you know, especially once you start seeing your own blood coming out of your head and you're already kind of wasted to begin with, then you really start freaking out. He, um, yeah, so he starts freaking out. Um, and I, I, I actually stepped up to the plate. Of course, I'm telling the story, so I'm going to be the hero in it. But I stepped up to the plate. I'm like, Craig, let's get you to the hospital. You got to go. You guy had a giant cut in the back of his head. I'm got to take him to the hospital. Well, actually, I didn't, obviously. We went to the ambulance. The ambulance drove us over the river to New York City. Um, getting there, they rushed us through. The The ambulance drivers were actually really cool. They were all about, you know, hey, hey, guy, oh, come on, let's get this done quick. Which, when you're having surgery or getting stitches done, probably not what you want to hear, but we were dying to get back for the show. They get Craig there, they stitch him up. <laughs> they stitch him up. Then they drive him back over the bridge with me in the back of the ambulance. I'm just there hanging out, talking to the, you know, talking to the ambulance guys. Like, hey, what, what kind of set list do you think he's going to play? They decide to hook us up. They drive us right out onto the floor of the concert, you know, with the lights on, get out, and enjoy the rest of the concert. And it's weird. I thought Craig would stop drinking at that point, but no, Craig was a real man. He manned up. He kept getting wasted, and it was an amazing show. Amazing program. Great show, Dave Matthews. Well, hey, guys, also, uh, I wanted to touch on this. The ratings came out, and they're great. I, I'm not bullshitting. I looked at the ratings. We're getting a lot of people listening. I really appreciate the show. So much so, um, I think it would be fun to have a little promotion here, um, even though I'm currently really mad at Logan. And uh, if I don't fire Logan, we'll go through this promotion either way. But I have a theory that if we can get the uh, the podcast featured on iTunes, which if you tell some, if you tell like two people, you're into the show, you listen to the show, you tell two people, turn another two people on, get another two subscribers. If everyone does that, and we get we reach the featured status on iTunes, I will hook Logan up with the chick. We're calling this promotion "Listeners Get Logan Laid." So uh, yeah, if you want to see Logan get laid. Which uh, maybe that's what he's doing right now. Maybe he thinks he's uh, you know too good for the show, and uh, just blowing it off to uh, hook up with some chicks. I don't. I have a feeling that's probably not what's going on, um, based on what I know about Logan. Also, uh, Nikki Glazer was uh, supposed to call in. Um, it's apparent she's not going to call in. Um, yeah, <laughs> got blown off by Nikki Glazer. So. You know, I'm, a, I'm like uh, every other male comic. Every every comic is in love with her, um, or a lot used to be. I don't know. I don't know if that still holds true today. Um, but yeah, what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? All right, I had a uh, got some more stuff to get off my chest. I had my birthday recently. Um, it was a great time. Well, actually, to be honest, the um, the actual birthday day wasn't that great. I I don't know. I just didn't have fun, you know, and it, it's weird. Like, it's almost like the actual day of your birthday is a lot like New Year's. There's just so much pressure to have a great time. It's easy to succumb to the the notion of like, oh, this isn't this isn't the best day of my life. This isn't the best day of my life. Oh, oh. and I don't know. I, I must have just in a, been in a mood, but I, I was, I don't know. My buddy had some people over, but it was just, you know, I don't know. We were watching UFC. I don't know. I wasn't really that into the UFC that night, you know. I don't know. I was making fun of the guys getting misted, the fighters. That, I mean, UFC is kind of homoerotic to begin with. You don't need to be misting down the guys pre-fight. 
don't know if you've ever seen the program, but you know, it's these super ripped jack dudes with shaved chests, and then they they blow this like mist on them so that their muscles glisten. It kind of kind of adds a super gay level to it. But yeah, I was just in a I was in an awful mood, and I just kind of you know was just acting like a real bitch. But I, I I couldn't help myself. Like I was acting like a true chick. Like I was just like I you know I. I don't want to be pissed off. I don't want to be PMSing, but I did. I couldn't help myself. Just funny how how we are as human beings that, you know, I, I set out to have a great time, but I just, I couldn't pull it off. I was just too annoyed at myself, you know, just not, or just annoyed that this is my birthday. Like, this is my birthday hanging out, going to this bar. I was just so, I don't know. I think the expectations were like, oh, you know, um, Oh, all right. My buddy uh, Bill texted me that I should play uh, Sarah Silverman bits instead of uh, Nikki Glaser. Well, I mean, uh, Nikki's not here, so I'll, I'll, we can just play her stand up and uh, mock it. So, I um, I recently had to do a hard thing. Uh, a guy I recently had to do a hard thing. Uh, I've known for a pretty long time. Just recently asked me out, and I had to do the difficult thing of saying, you know, I just want to be friends. Uh, oh man, that is difficult. Oh, I have to do that all the time. Um, I, obviously, this isn't very creative mocking her, but I'm just annoyed that she didn't come on the show. So, Which is really hard for me to do because I don't even want to be friends with him. <laughs> oh, you're so much better than him, Nikki. Oh, the guy who just had, you know, mustered up the courage to ask you on a date. Oh, you're so much better than him. <laughs> like he's repulsive in every way possible. And, um, no, but I, uh... I was like, God, can't we go back to the way it was when we were strangers? <laughs> uh, well, apparently we're strangers because you're too cool to come on the show. God damn it. Uh, Nikki Glazer, uh, kiss my ass for not coming on the show. Logan, or actually, yeah, Logan, go fuck yourself too. I don't give a fuck. I can do a show regardless of anyone else. I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, don't get Logan late. I don't care. If you want to turn, if you want to have people listen to the show, do it. I really don't give a fuck. I'm not making any money on this. I don't give a fuck. Goodbye. See you next week.